And hello and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And, and I'm, Rich Baxter taking uh, a little sip of coffee. <laughs> Mr. Baxter, I caught you. Uh, Rich, how are you this week? Not bad. Uh, trudging through the winter still, thinking thinking of spring and what? We only have uh, technically, I don't know if they release this officially, but spring training is supposed to start in less than a week. Yeah, it's like uh, I think the 17th I heard the Mets, so that would be about a week. So uh, I don't know if anybody's starting on the 16th or not, but uh, we're almost there. And they say it's going to happen, so I guess it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, it's been going back and forth. Uh, I've been hearing different things. Uh, players won 162 games. The league was offering 154. They wanted to sort of push, push the start off a little bit, push it uh, into the future a little, uh, but the players want to play on. They want to take in a full season. They certainly want to get paid for the full season. So it uh, looks like we're going to have baseball. It certainly does. And, and nobody said anything about vaccines or anything like that. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how that all works out. But a uh, couple of things happened this week, Rich, the, uh, Major League Baseball announced an agreement with the Players Association on an enhanced set of health and safety protocols for 2020 season that adopts the current best practices in addition to those in place during the 2020 season. So uh, uh, that includes the continuation of the seven-inning double headers which you love so much and the runner <laughs> on second uh, in extra innings and uh, there is no universal DH part of the agreement currently the roster will also go to uh, will be 26 players until like September expansion to 28th um you know, if there's a COVID-19 outbreak, teams will permit it to add players to the roster and return them to the minors without burning minor league options or placing them on waivers once their infected players are cleared to return. So um, they laid out the health uh, issues and uh, no DH, though. And apparently the players union wants the DH the owners want the DH, but they don't want to give up that bargaining point. They want to get something back. You know, it's too good of a bargaining point. So we stand without a DH again in 2021. Yeah, and that's just fine with me. We're, we're both National League fans. I don't want the DH in the National League. I love when the pitchers come up to bat. It adds a little drama to the game that, you know, a DH doesn't, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and it's been like that for years. I don't see why they should change it. Uh, the two leagues exist um, like they have for years, and there's no, in my opinion, no need to change it for the National League. But to jump over to what you said about the health and safety of the players, um, with the vaccination, it was strongly encouraged by the players' union, but not required. So I'm glad they did that because I don't, think anything should be required um, because that's up to an individual to uh, to do that. So 
even though they're strongly um, advising players to uh, take the vaccination, uh, they're not requiring them to at this point, even though they're going to have the same players uh, gatherings limited to 10 or more, 10 or less rather. Um, no indoor dining, bars and lounges prohibited, even if they serve food. Um, and players must leave, uh, receive permission to leave their hotels while on the road. So, you know, there's, there's safety precautions in effect, but, uh, the big one is the vaccination. I don't know where you fall on vaccination, yay or nay, but they're not requiring it. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, I would imagine that everybody's going to want to take it, though. I mean, just to protect themselves. Uh, no mention, at least I didn't see any mention about it. You know, can they decline like they to play uh, like they did last season? I doubt if if you would see many guys doing that because, uh, especially somebody did it last year, they can't do two years in a row. I mean, it would just be, in, you know, they might as well just kiss their their career goodbye at that point if you're going to sit out for two years uh but you know who knows and uh, no mention of that uh, uh being that they're going to play 162 game season maybe uh, they're not gonna even allow that to happen but uh at least they're talking and they got something uh put together so as you say we can start this season and get a season in yeah, and even with spring training, uh, these rules in effect before arriving at spring training, players will require to self-quarantine for five days and fill out a health questionnaire. Uh, they go uh, and intake testing once in either Arizona or Florida, and then um, testing will continue at least every other day throughout spring training and the regular season. So they have these... Um, Again, these nice things in effect for the players. Hopefully we'll see less COVID outbreaks this year, even though, you know, we're still very much in this uh, mm -hmm. pandemic. Yeah, and I think there's actually one state, and I can't remember, is it Iowa that, that's actually taking the masks off? Yeah, uh, Iowa, yep. Uh, so uh, we're making progress here, hopefully. Uh, course not in some of the big states but like the ones we're in uh the blue states but uh that's another show so <laughs> oh that's our other show that's our other show uh other another n newsworthy item uh rich is that multiple sources confirmed the ball's construction will change slightly five more teams are adding humidors for ball storage all part of MLB's attempt to reduce the wild recent year-to-year -year swings in home run rates league-wide. The Athletic obtained an internal memo that Major League Baseball sent Friday to the general managers and assistant general managers outlining minor changes that might combine to reduce offensive slightly in offense uh slightly in the 2021 season um they say it'll be imperceptible to fans and perhaps even to those on the field but 
you know, uh, going my history on the past, whenever they tinkle with the ball, you notice it. I mean, they juiced it a few years ago and the home run numbers went through the roof. Yeah. Now they want to dial it back down. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I thought they liked offense and wanted to uh, keep it to keep people interested. Yeah. Um, just put up for our YouTube listeners and watchers um, a report um, that was on ESPN. And yeah, I it gives credence to the fact that the MLB is tinkering uh, with the ball. Now we know it for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, did they tinker with it? I wonder to get all those home runs or is it just players becoming better to hit the long ball? Uh, that's a good question, but it says here in the article, MLB baseballs are hand sewn by workers in Rawlings factory in Costa Rica, leading to the inevitable minor deviations in production that have can have a sizable repercussion so all this time i really thought it was made by uh you know computer-aided technology where it's sewn um you know real fast and things like that but apparently not it's hand sewn and um you know just messing with the innards of the ball can have a big um impact on what we see on the field and as well adding the humidors uh to keep the balls in uh so it's a pretty interesting science about that really uh, it certainly is and and even uh you know if you really look at it and uh, even down to the point about getting the mud for the uh, the umpires rub the balls with uh you know at a certain place in in delaware or jersey and yeah uh, out of the delaware bay believe it or not yeah it's a special <laughs> uh you know, dark clay colored type substance that is made good for rubbing onto baseball. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting topic as well. It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating when you think about it, that that's what, uh, you know, who would think, and it's gotta be from that specific spot, uh, because right. that's the only place that does what they want to do to dull the ball and, and, uh, whatever, but uh it's it's pretty interesting uh stuff but uh um let's move on to the next subject rich uh, uh -huh. the free agents the big one's gone now trevor bowie signed with the los angeles dodges uh in in his native california and uh three-year deal 102 million that has opt out after years one and two he is set to make forty million in twenty twenty one and forty five million in twenty twenty two. The Mets were in on this, didn't go that high. I don't blame him. I'm glad. I don't think he's worth this kind of money. Good pitcher, but is he worth that kind of money? I the first I'm reading of this and hearing of it is is really from you. <laughs> I I did hear that he went to the Dodgers, but I didn't hear about money. That's insane to me. <laughs> I really think that's insane. $40 million. Uh, let me put his stats up on the screen for us to, uh, to digest a little bit here. And thank you, by the way, to our YouTube viewers last week. I think we had an all time high in a weekly view. Yes. Of the show. So thank you. 
Thanks very much. Uh, here's Trevor Bowers stats. Um, not very awesome. If you ask me, no, I mean, he's been a good, you know, a, a good pitcher, but nothing outstanding in, until last year. And, uh, Really, you know, to pay that kind of money on a one-year deal, uh, you know, I, I should say based on one year, it's a three-year deal he got. And even that's a little surprising. He only got a three-year deal. But the, I guess they figured, or well, he figured as well, that they'll pay him the money up front and they'll get him in his prime and – you know, if he uh, pitches well, he'll move on from there. Uh, but uh, that's an awful lot of money. I don't know what exactly what the Mets, who were in it uh, to the end with the Dodgers, I don't know what they offered, but I don't think it was um, anywhere near that. And to be honest, I don't think he had any indication or any um, – um, you know, intent to sign with the Mets. I think he used the Mets as uh, to drive up uh, the chip and to drive up the price uh, with to get the Dodgers to pay. He's from California. Uh, makes sense. He'd want to go home. Uh, but, you know, players do that a lot. They use the other teams to build up uh, interest and, and uh, that's how they take, you know, make the most money. So a three-year deal, I'm just doing the math real quick, 85, 95, 100 million, $102 million. Three-year deal possible. He may opt out either after this season or next season. So he's got a, a chance to opt out and maybe go for a bigger contract with another ball club should he repeat what he did last year. But... I'm with you. I, I feel that he had a great year knowing that he needed to have a great year for his contract coming up. He's 29 years of age last year. We see the ERA of 173, which is awesome. But look at all the other years. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't that's produced yeah. that number <laughs> ever. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my he guess, had a great year. My guess is that with a one or uh, an opt out after the first year and the second year, I would I would take the eighty five million if I have a good year in the second year. I'd opt out then because uh, the last year he's only going to only only going to get seventeen million uh, based on these numbers. So you know, uh, how old is he, Rich? I, I'm not sure. He's going to be thirty years old. As, as of this uh, playing season. So he would be, uh, let's say, 32. Uh, after the second year, $85 million in the bank. And if he has a good year, that's that would be the time to opt out, I would think. Wouldn't yeah. opt out after the first year. Because right. you got a $45 million. You're not going to, you're not going to, unless you can get, you know, a huge contract you're not going to make that kind of money. Yeah. So you might as well make that. Hope you have another good year and then opt out at 32 and hope you can get another three-year deal for roughly the same amount of money. It's yeah, crazy, isn't it? 
He's a hometown boy there, born in uh, North Hollywood, California. So he'll be playing in his home, uh, his, his birth home. So, yeah, it is crazy, those kind of figures. Uh, maybe they're making up for lost time. I don't know. Um, but maybe kudos to his agent for arranging that type of situation. It, it really benefits him to the max. Uh, I haven't seen too many contracts like this where a player can opt out after a year or two yeah. and get such a huge amount of money. We look at the chart here. He was paid $17.5 last year by the Cincinnati Reds and just happened to have a year where he won the Cy Young. So I guess well, that he, pays off. He cashed in. A <laughs> yeah. He certainly did. Uh, he cashed in on it, and you know, uh, so uh, good for him. Uh, you know, Rich. There was an, another story that came up this week. I didn't uh, mention it to you, but I'm just looking through my notes here, and this was an interesting story that um, uh, shortstop Angelton Simmons played with the Angels last year, and he opted out in the final week of the season. Remember that? I think we discussed that. Um, yeah. Now it comes out that the reason he did that was because he was experiencing a combination of depression and thoughts of suicide. Wow. Um, fascinating story. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Uh, you can read about it online. But uh, he just signed a $10.5 million contract with the Twins, and that's when it came out in a press conference. So... Um, I guess it just shows you that these guys are human and we think that they're superhuman. Uh, but, uh, here's a guy struggling with depression and suicide and, um, you know, COVID's doing it. I don't know if it's just COVID doing it, uh, but, uh, it's doing it to a lot of people and, uh, even on this level and these guys were, were, were at least doing what they love to do, but, uh, um, really, uh, a sad story, uh, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it can creep up on people regardless of, uh, you know, their jobs and everybody, you know, sports people like us would believe that, you know, we'd be on top of the world if we had a job being right, paid right. to play a game that you love. And that's, you know, something uh, it's a shame. Like you said, uh, hope, hope he's well and gets better. And, uh, of course, uh, with the COVID too, stays free and clear of that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we want to encourage our listeners. If you're out there, send us an email. Um, we've been saying we'd like you to subscribe to the show, but so far, uh, it's been falling upon deep ears. So we'd like you to maybe consider sponsoring our show. You can go over to anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk. And there you can see our website where we have all the shows and you can also uh, subscribe to us right from that. Or I'm sorry. It's forward slash baseball talk radio show. Um, and you can actually um, sponsor us with the support button. You see the Baseball Talk Radio Show logo there uh, that's behind me. 
you'll know you're at the right spot if I <laughs> tell you which is the correct website, of course. It's anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. Hit the support button. You can go right through Anchor. And a dollar a month is all we're looking for. If we can get 25 people to go for 99 cents a month, um, we're going to be happy because Gary wants to get a faster computer. He's bringing us better content on video and he's got more ideas, but we'd like to uh, sort of get a grassroots support in to uh, pick up from there and, and help us out with it. So go to our website there, anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. Send your support with a one click button there and it's all safe and secure. Uh, if you can afford a little more, you can go to four ninety nine a month. Um, and we certainly appreciate it, but, uh, jumping back to, um, some of our stats, Gary, I think that's been a, uh, a good way to talk about, uh, people that are listening to the show and let's show some and of our watching too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we'll jump into those YouTube stats as, as the year goes on as well. We'll alternate, but here's our podcast listeners, 72% Apple podcasts. Amazon Alexa is picking up. It's 4%. Overcast, 3 Anchor Direct, 3%. And then other podcast uh, sites, 18%. Our show goes to a number of different sites. I've seen different independent sites listing our podcast, which we don't get stats for sometimes, unfortunately, because of the way they cannibalize our show. But if you're listening to our show, we'd invite you to our main website, which is Anchor dot fm forward slash baseball talk radio show gary 85 percent listeners are from united states we got seven percent united kingdom one percent in mexico so that's cool Arriba. yeah <laughs> uh looking at the age groups here our biggest listeners are in probably um the biggest bunch of uh of uh, population there, 45 to 59. And we have uh, a nice bunch in the uh, 35 to 44 category and 60 plus. We have a ton of listeners, 60 plus. So thank you uh, seniors out there for listening. 90% uh, male listeners, 10% female. So thanks ladies. Thank you very much. And, and as uh, Rich was saying, we are on YouTube, and you can watch us on YouTube. We had a, a, a nice audience last week watching us uh, uh, or viewing it afterwards. It's recorded now. We would like to try maybe to do some live shows, but uh, we're working on that, looking into that and see what it would entail at this point. But uh, check us out on YouTube as well because uh, – and subscribe. It, it it helps us to grow this community that we're trying to establish and uh, to get more listeners and um, to bring more content and better content to you. So uh, please check us out on YouTube as well as uh, on Anchor. Awesome. We'd love to uh, have you stop out and check out both uh, the offerings that we have Um also, uh, our Patreon site, we have some offers there as well. Uh, I was talking about patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. So 
Love to see you there as well. And Gary, we were talking about the start of spring training. This article just came up on MLB.com. So I'll scroll through it real quick. Um, official first days of spring training here. Uh, as you said, they begin February 17th. Um, here's some of the teams, Orioles on the 17th, White Sox, Tigers, Royals, Angels, Yankees, Athletics, going on down the line, the Rangers, the first day here in the National League, looks like the D-backs, Cubs, uh, Phillies, will start off, the Pirates, Cardinals, uh, Padres, Mets are the 19th, so they're taking a couple extra days. See, I read somewhere that it was the 17th. Now that says the 19th. You don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it looks like pitchers looks like, and catchers and then full squad. Right, so, right, right. Um, that week is when they start. So 17th is a very special day for me. Oh, awesome. It's my you're birthday. Gonna, you're going to have a birthday. So that's that's good. And Mets start. Oh, I don't know how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchers and catchers as well. So The cake has got to get bigger and the candles get heavier every year. So I hear you. Uh, Rich, a sad note on this, uh, this uh, show this week. Pedro Gomez, an ESPN reporter since 2003, one of the country's foremost baseball journalists, Died unexpectedly on Sunday. He was 58 years old. Uh, he's been on Sports Center Baseball Tonight, ESPN Studio shows. Um, he's covered. He covered more than 25 World Series and more than 20 All Star Game. He is survived by his wife Sandra, his sons Rio and Dante, and daughter Sierra. And I believe his son Rio is in uh currently pitching in the minor leagues and uh unfortunately his father's not going to see him you know maybe make the mangers who knows but uh uh sad story there pedro gomez uh passes away at the age of 58 unexpectedly so uh a young 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 man so yeah uh, our condolences go out to the family yeah, working a lot for ESPN and, uh, you know, these things uh, just happen out of the blue sometimes. What a shame. So uh, Pedro Gomez, uh, one of the bright spots of, you know, broadcasting and things and never hear anything negative about him. So mm -hmm. um, will be a good loss for ESPN and the listeners. And Rich, that's gonna uh, that's gonna wrap it up. It's it's a quick show this week. Uh, uh, you have to get to work, so we uh, had to uh, curtail the show a little bit. But I think My we real got job. your real job. We we got covered everything we wanted to cover. One other thing, uh, Dustin Pedroia, the Boston Red Sox second baseman for a number of years, announced his retirement. Uh, so, uh, good luck, Dustin, whatever you, uh, decide to do in your post baseball career, but, uh, terrific, uh, scrappy ball player retiring, had a lot of knee issues the last couple of years and, and, uh, really was in and out of the lineup. So, uh, I guess he figured it's just too much now. And I see you're rocking the high mic here before we go. I just wanted to mention that. 
yes, uh, d- decided to uh, go back to the uh, somewhat almost the old setup. Not quite. Uh, don't have the big mixer. Uh, got a little tiny mixer. And uh-huh. uh, so uh, got tired of the headset. Uh, did a show last week, to be honest, and the audio was not very good. A Mets show, the audio wasn't good. I wasn't happy with it, so I decided to go back to the old school. Yeah, it's nice. PR thirty is that? Uh, PR twenty. PR twenty, nice. So yeah, uh, yeah. you so. budding podcasters out there, uh, take note of the <laughs> of our equipment. <laughs> We'll we'll send you links with a uh, Amazon link if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if uh, Heil is listening and wants me to try anything, you know, uh, Richard, I are always willing to try some new equipment. Yeah, out, so. yeah if Heil would like to send us uh, a PR forties, uh, we'll gladly give him a a, a boost during the show. Sure. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you uh, next week with some uh, baseball spring training startup news. Wow, how exciting is that, huh? (laughs) Yep. All right, we'll see you all next time.